the first affirmation that we did or that you gave us I think it was the after the first session um about creating safety I had that as a reminder on my phone and I'd gone to my sister's house and I gave my phone to my niece who's 13 and I said can you plug this in because my battery's nearly dead um and she comes out and and she's like oh auntie I saw you have an, an affirmation on your phone and she's like I quite like that and then she started talking about something else and then my sister brought it up a few days later and she said that my niece had done something similar with her phone and she put up like a affirmation and a pop-up reminder I was just like oh my god it's the ripple effect <laughs> oh it's so magical and, and because it's coming from that place of like you're doing this for you and you're not enforcing you're not pushing it on anyone you're like this is for me but yeah. in doing that for you like people can feel that they're like that this is really powerful this is authentic like I love you I love what you're doing I'm gonna do it too yeah it's and so for special. a 13 year old you know I'm just like oh bless you because you're gonna have so many more skills than I ever did <laughs> you know yeah and that's the other thing we can't learn these tools and practices without doing them we, it's not like when I tried to just read books and then preach from reading a book it didn't work no <laughs> I had to embody it and practice it and learn it and really live it to share it in the containers that I share now when yeah. I wanted to teach before I was trying to jump like 10 steps ahead 100 yeah. steps ahead and be like I'm gonna be this like teacher now and it's yeah like, no you actually have to go through your own journey. yeah you have to go through all of that yeah. stuff in order to get to that point yeah and we're all teachers and students like we're all learning from one another and so when we start to actually go on our internal journey we learn tools that we can share with other people that might be like on their breaking point where they could be going down some really dark paths but you may find that when you do your internal work you synchronistically cross paths and yeah. share something unintentionally that changes someone's life sometimes just a smile does that like yeah. a genuine authentic smile and we yeah. take those things for granted we're kind of like oh who am I what can I possibly do for someone else but we're all connected and we're all just like these incredibly powerful beings so yeah much to share. yeah 100% yeah and I listened to something recently can't remember what it was now and it was talking about we can only show up for others as deeply as we can show up for ourselves yeah, and really hit home because it's so true it's like if you're not showing up for yourself and you're not investing in yourself and you can't hold space for yourself how can you possibly do that for someone else um, and it's it's so true and mm -hmm. a lot of us tend to feel more love and care for others than we do for ourselves and we're kind of programmed to be givers and like not selfish kind of thing but you'll find like you may be able to love someone else and have a lack of love for yourself but when you actually fully love yourselves your love for others goes so much deeper yeah and you really are able to hold that space for them and so when they're going through challenging times rather than kind of shutting down or going into fix it mode or using these coping mechanisms where you can actually just hold space and that's where the healing happens yeah because it's not our place to fix anything or force anything but if we shut down it's also not serving and it can kind of send them into an even bigger spiral um, yeah. and that all really happens through self-love and it's quite fascinating because I used to think self-love was quite a light fluffy thing yeah and it was yeah, like I'd love oh myself. have a bath go for a walk yeah yeah a book do something you love <laughs> like go for a spa day like do something kind of something good for yourself and that is an element of self-love but what I've noticed for me the deepest or greatest act of self-love 
is doing this internal work and having that willingness and the courage to meet your parts that you don't accept or they tend to get judged and pushed away and like these parts of you they're like oh I've got to get rid of this or I need to fix this and the greatest like self-love is actually just embracing all of that like this big mama bear and just like oh just yeah. come on in here like you're all yeah. beautiful and you're all welcome here and that to me actually feels like this like depth of self-love like there's so much more yeah depth to it and I can even feel like tingles in my body whereas like when I talk about oh yeah I, I love going and treating myself and that's great yeah. and it's it's definitely needed like I love going for massages and taking care of my physical body and and all of that but when we go to those depths of like I'm here to see you and feel you and hear you mm-hmm. and you, you can't do anything wrong like I'm just here to hold space for you um, and work through that together it's quite powerful yeah 100% mm-hmm. yeah I didn't realize ever the the depth of um I was so much on the surface like do nice things for myself go to a yoga class you know all of these self-care things but I didn't want to go deep it was too scary (laughs) yeah you know but it's it's definitely given me so much more of a depth of um connection and um happiness with who I am and accepting of you know those parts that have served me really well but I don't need any more but I'm not pushing them away I'm not getting rid of them they can just be there they're there (laughs) you know yeah and that's what I really love about this work as well because even what we were talking about on our final integration call um around how yoga can actually like or some of these other spiritual practices can be a way that we actually avoid and numb out but because we're doing something that is perceived as self-care or spiritual or or whatever that we're kind of seeing it as it's like no I'm doing the work and I said that Mm -hmm. to myself for a very long time and I also believe that is part of the work like that's part of the journey so it's not that it was wrong or it was like we weren't doing it right or anything like that but it was now perceiving it of like oh I see what I was doing there but also how that was playing a part so that I could get to where I'm at at today. Um, But yeah, when you go to those deeper levels, you're like, well, this is really what it means to really love yourself. Even um, the story I shared around when those layers of self-hate were coming up for me and I was like, wow, I thought that was done now. Mm -hmm. And there was those deeper layers of self-hate. So then I was like, oh, I must be an imposter teaching self-love if I've still got self-hate in my being. And it was like, well, no, it's just that's coming up because of the amount of self-love that you have and the amount of capacity to hold space that you've got you're able to meet those deeper layers that you weren't able to meet before and so it's those kind of inner children or those wounds that are still at like kind of hiding because they're really good at hiding (laughs) you're really good at hiding yeah and then when we actually learn to hold that space and go to those levels it's like oh I'm safe to come out and it's like when we talk about the inner children when they don't want to come out of the bushes and or they yeah. don't want to reveal themselves and it's like that's okay we can just be here and let them know like we're not going anywhere and they can come out when they're ready yeah. and they're going to be loved whether they hide or whether they come out but it's like well, we see you mm-hmm. but you do what you need to do until you're ready and it's yeah. the same thing of like when I was using yoga as spiritually bypassing and avoiding my emotions it was the same thing do what you need to do yeah. and then kind of like work your way up to because yeah when I dived into 
like the breathing and the feeling it was really intense <laughs> yeah yeah because you've been numb to a lot of that or I've been numb as well yeah. um yeah there's been huge parts huge chunks in my life where I've used yoga and other you know not so much meditation but definitely yoga and exercise and all of those things do the real good things but I was still binge drinking and using all of these other coping mechanisms <laughs> like, yeah. like to the extent it was yeah. so extreme like I lived in a place in Mexico for two and a half years and it was like turbo party town and then spiritual yoga and surfing and they were like constantly like <laughs> going like yeah. this yeah just wow it was kind of like quite a, a roller coaster yeah. <laughs> it's like the pendulum you just swing from one to the other and sometimes we get stuck and we're like in constant stress or we're in constantly seeking the highs and, and that mm -hmm. adrenaline which you can get quite addicted to to having those highs and that energy moving through your body because it's somewhat feeling without having to feel the painful stuff yeah and it's still like in a avoidance. yeah that's that's really really interesting in that whole I think you were talking about dancing and drinking and dancing and, you know, having feeling and having the ability to let loose and to be free and all of those other things because you're using alcohol as, you know, your prompt for that. But the ability to actually feel in the rest of your life and experience joy and everything is just, it's not there. Yeah. And it was quite fascinating because I'd wake up after having a night out with so much shame because I felt shame around feeling good, feeling pleasure, feeling joy. And so then I would beat myself up for days or I drank too much or I acted out of character or I did this or I did that. Yeah. And it was just this like it would be days and weeks of negative self-talk until it kind of somewhat eased. And I either either I'd go out drinking again to ease it or I would go back into maybe reading a book or Netflix binging or yeah. eating food or um, yoga or whatever I did even meditation of like doing the calming meditations or doing abundance meditations mm -hmm. to avoid feeling the wounds of scarcity the wounds of depression the wounds of stress like the mm -hmm. kind of high intense anxiety I was using all these things to try and keep all that stuff at bay rather than actually feeling it yeah, yeah. and there's also this kind of idea that if I really go into this if I feel it I'll be manifesting it or I'll be creating it or there's that yeah. element of well as well of like oh I can't have a negative thought because then I'll create it and it's like well actually we need to feel them yeah. allow ourselves to think them be with them and hold space as non-attachment so it can be purged through otherwise it just what you resist persists <laughs> yeah oh it sure does it sure does having yeah. you know experienced long bouts of depression and anxiety through my life I'm just like oh wow I was resisting feeling so much and pushing everything down that I just lived in this constant state of like mono blah land you know I, yeah. yeah it's something and it will continue to be a big work on like to actually feel the true breadth of emotions mm. all of the emotions